This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Ultimate Intimacy, an app designed to help you either begin or continue the conversation and connection in your marriage. It's a free download in the App Store, and it's a fun way for married couples to enhance all aspects of their intimacy, as well as a creative way to add variety to your lovemaking. Go to ultimateintimacy.com or whatever version of App Store you need to find your free download today. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having straightforward, honest conversations about married life and love and sex and... um, what happens when routine sets in too much? And so uh, I am really looking forward to this episode because this is another one of the marriage roundtables where it's, it's not just my wife, Pam, joining me like, hey, everybody. She, like she does a lot, but it's also some good friends that have been around before. Um, and I'll, I'll bring them in officially here in just a second. But this is uh, Sexy Marriage Radio where we love um, the fact that the Sexy Marriage Nation is engaged with us. And sends us emails, calls us, uh, and leaves voicemails. And you can do that by, by dialing up 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That helps set the tone and the stage and the topics and the ideas for where we go. Yeah, most every episode, at least that I'm on, we're, we're responding to that kind of feedback. Yes, and that's the life of Sexy Marriage Radio, that it's been that way for over six and a half years, that it's been... It really is audience-driven radio right. and, and podcast that I believe that really is set by what you guys have and, and give us feedback on and, and have questions about. We also ask you to jump on iTunes, rate and review the show. And then as of uh, this episode, uh, I'm going to say go check out um, the Anatomy of Marriage podcast and um, the Only You Forever podcast or because... That's worth understanding and getting more from um, Seth and Melanie and from Caleb and Verlinda, who are joining us. So welcome, guys. It's, it's great to see you again. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> Glad to have you guys hey, here. Hey, thanks for having us. And so um, I, I guess the easiest way to kind of get into this topic, because one of the things we wanted to do and the reason I reached out to, to these friends again is, you know, you and I, Pam, we could talk about uh, what works for us uh, and what we've experienced from the 25 years of married life because routine sets in and monotony sets in. And, you know, there, it's just how do you change that up? Because it's an inevitability, right? It is. It is. But I thought, you know what, let's, let's also bring some other people on board because I bet we're not the only ones that experience this. And I'm sure the sexy imagination <laughs> isn't the only one that's ever experienced this. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And it's, and it's fun because having others chime in on this, cause it's not, you know, we mainly talk about the focus is, uh, sex life in marriage, but there's routine everywhere. It's yes. Where do I sit at the table for dinner, <laughs> or uh, little things like that? That just even when we've changed that, we we always sit somewhere different. But we had times when it was routines with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we change it up, the kids act different at the dinner table, and things are a little <laughs> bit different. Um, so it's interesting um, how throughout all of life that could change different way you drive to work. Right. Like and, that. and, and that's, what's so interesting. And so 
because uh, he, he, let me let me set the stage this way, guys. Because when when you first well let, let's let's do it actually, let's add a little show value to this thing, okay? So there it is. Seth walks into the room, and Melanie is sitting off there by her side, working away, and he's who is that? And he just is longing to understand and know more of her. And I'm assuming the same kind of thing happens in Canada when Caleb walked in and saw for Linda for the first time. And, you know, so, okay, enough of that. But it's, it's just that, it's that idea when we first meet somebody, we don't think it, that routine will set in, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like that whole, yeah. oh, we're going to have this feeling forever. And it's not the case. It's so exciting. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing I hear. I mean, I know because if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio um, and, and this roundtable, um, one of the things that's interesting is the three fellas on this roundtable are all therapists. And that can go a lot of different ways, but we'll keep it in the positive for right now. But it's the idea <laughs> that, um, you know, it's, it's we think what I hear a lot is I want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Right. I, it, it's Verlinda's comment of it's exciting. And I just want to recapture that. And I think that's what makes people think ruts and routine. There's something wrong. But I'm guessing that's not necessarily the case. What do you guys think? Well, I, I was thinking of, um, you know, when you first get married and honeymoon and all this stuff and uh, that one chemical phenylethylamine, right? There, the, there you the, go. You know, you're, you're, you're high basically on love. And I was thinking... If we can equate that to like a new car smell, you know, it's like, oh, this new car is great. When you first get that new car, you're thinking about driving on mountain roads and on like these long, beautiful straightaways. You're absolutely not thinking about, oh, yeah, this new car smell stuck in traffic uh, in, in, in downtown Seattle, just sitting there. You know, that's that's not what you're thinking about. And that doesn't mean that that car is defective or messed up or like, Oh, I want a new car because I, you know, there's no new car smell and I'm stuck in traffic. No, it's working just fine. And that is a normal part of, Hmm. (laughs) I don't know, getting a new car. That's a weird analogy, but, um, (laughs) that's not weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think thinking of it that way may help. It it, kind of helps me actually, uh, um, normalize these ruts that we do get in from sitting at the same place to, I don't know, if you, if you schedule sex, you know, Tuesdays and Saturdays or whatever, I know some couples do that to, you know, this same old, you know, position in the mm-hmm. bed or whatever. It's, let's do some stuff to change it around, sit somewhere different, you know, go to the bathroom or in the shower or whatever, you know, uh, not to the, go, go in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. That was, I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> that, that was two separate thoughts. Yeah, it's yeah, two separate thoughts. <laughs> I think the thing that first came to my mind when you were saying that was that I think a lot of times we don't look at our unhappiness as a time to, as like a signifier to examine, are we in a rut? Because like if we've lost that sparkle or whatever, Mm -hmm. and we feel like, oh, it's not exciting, it's kind of boring, that can actually be an invitation to be like, wait, I might be in a little bit of a rut. Mm -hmm. I can do something about this and have it instead of feeling like it's, um, discouraging or like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Use it as like a moment to empower Mm -hmm. a new plan, a new page, a new chapter, a new idea, going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's almost like use it as a signal of self-awareness. This is a chance to, 
to implement something different for myself and then in turn my relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So I'm interested, Caleb, tell me, um, I I think routine serves a purpose as, as, as humans, doesn't it? And as relationships. Yeah. I don't think we should necessarily make the routine out to be the bad guy. Not that we're promoting ruts. That's not our goal for the podcast either. But if you think about it, the pursuit of, of that initial thrill of a new relationship. I mean, if, if that becomes a, a hallmark of your, of your life, then that's actually called a love addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's dysfunctional. Like that's something that needs to be taken, getting help, some healing for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it can be very destructive. And so I think, you know, there, I think it's normal and probably healthy to have levels where you stabilize out and then, but what you don't want to do is just stay on that one plane permanently. So you want to, it probably should look like a, a stepped kind of thing. Is that, would you guys agree with that? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think that's a valid, uh, very good spot on statement because routine is not the bad guy. Cause if we didn't have routine, we wouldn't yeah. get a lot done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. as far as life yeah. goes. Because there's responsibilities, yeah. there's running a house, and a lot of that is, I think, is what sets the routine. But then it also yeah. helps make life possible as a family unit yeah. and as a marital unit, and even as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's security in routines, and especially if you think about little kids and their development. When 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 kids have security that their mom and dad are going to be there, you know, emotionally, physically then they can develop uh, emotionally and uh, biologically in a, in a, in a normative way, if, if that right. makes sense. So, yep. yeah, you know, it, it is very secure for me personally, like waking up beside Melanie and that's, that's not a, a, a huge thing, but it, it feels nice. And just knowing that she'll be there really kind of uh, puts me in a good mood or makes me happy, or that's something that I can, count on or or the kids can count on me kind of thing yeah so routine is is totally not not a bad thing it's very it's very functional i'm glad you guys pointed that out mm-hmm. yeah i think what what i see a lot of times especially just on the wife side of things is that when we get stuck in a rut we tend to think that the way out of that rut is like a massive um like course correction. Like we have really have to change something huge. Mm. And I liken it to like, if you're driving on the freeway, like out in Seattle, I 90 has these ruts in the road where you get into these divots and you're like jumbling around all weirdly. And, but if you really do like a huge course correction, you will crash your car and like a bunch of cars around you. So it really just takes a tiny bit of effort to get out of that rut. Mm. And, and, and that's the thing I wish people kind of felt empowered and encouraged to understand a little bit more is that you don't need to like go chop off all your hair and diet blue or whatever. I mean, you're welcome to, but, um, you don't have to do that. You can actually sort of, uh, find what the next like level up is examine what the rut that you're stuck in is Mm -hmm. and go, Hey, do I just need to turn off the TV to make a difference right now? Do I just need to go on a walk to make a difference? Do I just need to maybe send my husband a loving text? And I, that's, I don't know. That's yeah, the thing that, that stands out to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, okay, Caleb, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure what to do with her statement of chopping off all your hair. Um, <laughs> well, I, don't, I wasn't able to relate to that. Yeah, it's totally swinging a miss as far as I yeah. <laughs> Maybe the goatees then for you guys. That, yeah. might, work. that yeah. might work. But um, and what would we dye blue then? Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the interesting thing is um, if we're talking about 
and that's a great comment, Melanie, because if you're talking about it, it's it's more uh, slight changes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that you guys probably yeah. would all agree, slight changes can make big dividends in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well. And so yeah. I'm curious if you guys would be willing to share just from your experience, from the stuff you've covered on your shows, from the stuff you've 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 lived. Um, what are some of the th- the subtle things? Uh, or even some of the thoughts that would be, you know what, if somebody's, because the thing I've come across is most people, they just need a little bit of boost in, in creativity of, oh, I've never mm-hmm. even thought of that, right? And I think that's a lot of how our shows have gotten to where they are, is we can start some conversations and frame some things that get people mm-hmm. then running with it later, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they hadn't even thought of it in that way. I mean, that's the one that Pam and I use a lot with whenever I get a chance to speak is the idea of, you know what, change up where you sit at the table. Because that can go a long way. Or change what yeah. side of the bed you sleep if on. If you really want to mess, mess things up, switch sides of the bed. Absolutely. Because that's the, that's the holy grail of married life. That's sacred. It, exactly. Yeah. Now you're totally meddling on sacred ground. And can you make a move with the opposite yeah. hand is the question. That's the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to figure that out. And if you can't, then you're going to have to go to the lab a little bit more. <laughs> right, <laughs> lab. For for a while there, me and Melanie completely yeah. we, we we put our uh, pillows where our feet normally go. Oh yeah, and slept just upside we slept down, like backwards basically. on the bed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, wow. it, like because why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but like to to your example, um, I was thinking of maybe some clinical client stories or just personal stories and. I frankly prefer personal stories more. <laughs> so I think in, in us, where, where would you say that we have gotten in ruts? Maybe where are we mm-hmm. currently? I think. Well, I know for sure one of our biggest ruts is that we both really love the work that we do. So we can get stuck on our computers because we enjoy it. And we're like interacting with people and we're answering questions from the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I noticed that like that was what our evenings were becoming. Like we would eat supper, hang out with the kids and then just go to our computers. And so the last few weeks, actually, I was like, you know what? I just need to get up and move and the kids need to get up and move and Seth needs to get up and move let's just take a walk. Mm-hmm. And so we started just because we have a huge church down the road. It's an it used to be a golf course. And now you can just walk all over the church grounds. And so we just it, and just that sl- small change didn't mm-hmm. cost us any money. It we didn't lose any work time, really, we mm-hmm. weren't, you know, whatever. So it's that in and of itself has caused this ripple effect, like kids sleep better, we sleep better, we're happy we talk. Mm-hmm. So just that really small change has a big impact. And then we went on a walk alone the other day because someone else had our kids, which is like, when was the last time we've gone on a walk alone? Right. So that was really cool. So that to me is the, the first thing that pops That's into my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just that, like that small course correction. It wasn't, oh, we got to get Yeah. A, that's a, a, su- that's a subtle yeah. thing. Yep. That's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great example. I think one of the things that we've noticed several times in the research and it's borne out in our experience too, is that uh, if there's a change in intimacy, then passion increases, mm-hmm. hmm. which is a, it's pretty interesting if you stop and think about it. So when you, when you kind of go to like another layer, another level with each other mm-hmm. of awareness, knowledge, um, understanding, connection, then you get a spike in passion. And that's, so that's another jump out of the rut too. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for yeah. Linda, that's kind of what you're talking about. This is the weird way I think of this in that that's 
entry into exciting, although we don't necessarily think of knowing some of that stuff about our partner as exciting, but it really mm -hmm. is the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And then that incites the passion. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to try and get out of the rut sexually, if you know what I'm saying, but it just having that closeness brings that naturally. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and the thing I like about it too mm -hmm. is that it's not like there's a, you have to get all the way to knowing each other before that happens. It's just the change yep. in how well you know each other, which causes the other thing. So there's, mm -hmm. it leaves, you know, still lots of meat on the bone for the future too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. could you say that an increase in emotional intimacy, because it sounds like that's, yeah. that's mm -hmm. kind of what you're talking about and what the yeah. research would suggest. So increases in emotional intimacy not only in into uh, new, new discoveries about your partner, but maybe new discoveries about yourself. So if, if I, you know, am doing work and increasing self-awareness, that shows a different side to Melanie. And then that maybe whatever that looks like, if I'm more vulnerable or open or honest, that invites her unspoken uh, un without even saying that invites her to be vulnerable and open and honest. And then when the emotional in intimacy is heightened, the, the next logical step is the physical intimacy is heightened. Is that, is that where you're going with that? Yeah, I think so. And this, like, uh, what's interesting is it even comes out of conflict, right? Because you can, you fight about something. And then when you get to the deeper issues that are going on underneath that, you understand each other better. Uh, I think this is where the hot sex after a fight uh, can come from that mm -hmm. phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. Is because if, if you work through the conflict in a healthy way, you get this deeper understanding and then there's this tremendous sense of connection, which causes passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to, Oh, go ahead. No, no, you're, not you're doing we're great. Encouraging everybody to go fight. <laughs> oh, <say laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, we're not encouraging everybody to go fight. This is not uh, let's, let's have a real good fight night radio, <laughs> <laughs> but, sexy but, fight radio. Yeah. but <laughs> sexy fighting radio. There's, there's a ring to that, but it, I think of it because you're, yeah. you guys are describing the fighting nation. Yeah. There you go. You're, you're describing the idea that intimacy is about knowing my partner and being known myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes yes. it's, it's letting myself be more vulnerable or more exposed or more known. Yeah. That's a shift because I think a lot of times maybe yeah. part of the person that's in the rut that really wants out of it they're putting a lot more pressure on their partner, on their spouse to say, well, you yes. need to lead us out of this rather mm -hmm. than maybe I just need to be more vocal and vulnerable about something. And that yeah. in turn would lead us out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I like what um, yeah. Verlinda was saying about the idea of, because I think there's such a mental power to, instead of saying, oh, I need to get out of this rut. Instead of saying that, um, saying like, watch how well, I can make good or better of this kind of not so great situation. And, you know, cause there's like a hopelessness in one of those ways of viewing it and an empowering position in the other way. And that's something that I, we've talked about recently is being optimistically strong. So like if you're faced in a situation and you're like, dang, I feel like I'm in a rut instead of like going, Oh, this is so blah. Like, just be like, I can get out of this. No sweat. And, right. and I think our own, uh, mental, the way we view that rut yep. is really, really important. Is it a growing, is it a growth opportunity or is it like really hard to get out of? And mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there's a lot to say. I like that Verlinda brought that up. So mm -hmm. thank you. That's good. That's almost like the victim mentality. Like this mm -hmm. has happened to me mm -hmm. or I can control my situation. 
Definitely. Yeah. I, I'm seeing too some of what you're talking about there, Caleb. Um, when a couple's in a fight, I'm going back to the fight thing, and it, we're talking about one person maybe disclosing more of themselves to the other. I'm seeing it from a perspective of what if through that, I figured out really what I wanted through it and I didn't realize before what I wanted through it. And mm. now I'm just more enlightened yeah. about myself and that kind of broke me free of, oh, I thought I was in a quote unquote rut because of X, Y, Z. Now I realize, oh, now I understand the meaning behind what it is that I was upset about. And maybe I didn't realize it before before so now maybe i'm just being more intimate with myself it's concurrent there. isn't it yeah. that there's that there's an element of knowing more of my partner is also trying to know more of myself because there's you know the easy way to sum that up in my mind is we don't know what we don't know but mm -hmm. there's also that component of do i have the courage and the resiliency to ask the questions of myself as well mm -hmm. To, to see where those things may lead, because that does then challenge my framework, Melanie, like what you're talking about mm -hmm. is the premise of the yeah. way I frame a question can really determine the answer <laughs> a lot of times. So yeah. maybe I need to change the question, uh -huh. not try to find a different answer. Uh -huh. and, mm -hmm. and maybe that shifts some things to where I start to see the dynamic that goes on in married life between us is actually a, a process. It's something that, that there's nothing going wrong with routine. It's just... Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not satisfying what it used to, because that would be what the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I need to go to a deeper level and then in turn that will break the routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do, yeah. I think it's important to point out also that sometimes we get in ruts because we're not like you're saying, Pam, we're, we're kind of not feeding ourselves in a way. And it's going to sound weird because we don't want to look at our partner and be like, oh, we're in this rut because you're always working until seven and it's your fault that this rut exists. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's actually like I'm not feeding my own, maybe it's personal growth or education or my passions. Maybe I love to sing or do whatever and I need to be nourishing myself mm -hmm. uh, as well so that I can bring that nourished self into our relationship. So I think that, again, it's that, sort of a place of um, how can I look at this from a positive framework and, and kind of holistically look at the bigger picture of our lives and my life and how they work together. And I don't know, I just think that just stood out to me just right now. Yeah. I don't know how to end this sentence, but it made sense <laughs> to my head. <laughs> so are, are there some other things that come to mind? Because one of the things I love doing about just collaborating with you guys and, and the work that you have is um, we can we can easily get lost in theory, but most of the time, when we can add application and practical, that's where we really do make a difference. And that's what mm, I yeah. that's what I see in you guys' work, and what we try to do as well. So, what are there some other things that come to your mind that can help um, anybody recognize it? One, because I like that distinction, and then maybe examine it. But then the second being. Maybe what, what about a subtle shift in this regard? What about that? And, uh, mm -hmm. One I, I, um, thing that we found just as a practical tool, uh, <clears throat> I feel I need to offer something besides conflict as a, as a segue <laughs> to intimacy, right? <laughs> okay. But uh, is um, you can get on your phone or your iPod the, uh, the Gottman Card Dex app, mm -hmm. and that's a great resource because it takes you into all sorts of questions that 
don't sort of naturally enter most people's conversations yep. where you can mm -hmm. have these questions back and forth on a relationship level, a general interest level. They have specific to, to sexuality at different levels. And, and you can begin to explore like your earlier beliefs that, you know, have come into some of these things out of your family of origin and all these different ways. So it really does open up uh, that getting to know each other piece yes. more too, which can mm -hmm. help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so Great tool, free, simple, useful. Yeah. I, I think th this is funny because I was with the client yesterday and she's in a, in a big time rut. And first of all, we, we do need to be aware, right? Because if I don't know, if I'm on a hike in a woods, in the woods, and I don't know if there's a bear behind the tree, I'm just going to keep on walking. But if I know that there's a bear behind that, I'm going to get prepared. I'm going to go the other way or I'm going to do something about it, right? So identifying the problem and being really specific about uh, what contributed to this rut, family of origin, friends, you know, biology, emotionality, all this stuff. And I told her after we were all aware that she's in this rut, um, just the simple idea of if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And I, I really like that saying, and I'm not trying to discount maybe her depression or, you know, biology around it. But there are certain things that we do, those tiny course corrections like we were talking about earlier. And this is so simple, it's profound. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And if I can have a conversation with a client or a couple or whoever and get them to understand that, then that brings a, a, another layer of awareness. Mm -hmm. And it also brings a sense of, okay, I can do something about this. And if I don't do something about this, then I cannot be upset about the outcome if i don't do anything mm -hmm. nobody does anything nothing nothing changes right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that makes me think of too um and i don't know why this kind of pops into my head but like you're talking about the gottman uh card app thing i had that and i think it's super interesting it's such a cool idea to start conversation and then it made me think of what if we could just if we're in a, if we find that we're in a rut we feel like we're just not in a good spot if we can look back into our lives and search for the things that really bring us joy, mm -hmm. deep joy, and like a sense of meaning. And that might be something as simple as when I was a little girl, we played card games in my family. What if we started playing card games today in my family with my husband and our kids mm -hmm. or playing chess or playing putt putt golf in our backyard? Like the things kind of looking towards the simple pleasures in life that as I think as adults, we often think, oh, well, that, who's got time for putt-putt golf? Well, if it really does bring you joy and it brings your family joy and mm -hmm. it brings you back into a place of like looking at what's exciting and fun and beautiful in the world, then I feel like that's a, a really easy place mm -hmm. to start, like super easy. And it, it goes to the heart of like, like we were talking about this the other day. I love indoor rock climbing. I love it. And I love swimming in indoor swimming pools. Don't know why. Those are two really great things I really enjoy. <laughs> and I wanted to start doing them more because I, we can do that as a family and it gets us out of a rut and it's not expensive. It's not crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so things like that, like really taking what are what historically has brought you deep joy and meaning and and good memories, can you just kind of plop those things into your future mm -hmm. easily, you know? Or, or do some sort of adaptation to those to where you are in your relationship mm -hmm. now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause if it worked at one point, it'll probably work again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, solution focused therapy. Yeah. Well, what has worked for you in the past? You know, <laughs> when was the problem, not the problem kind of thing. There you I go. love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So 
because the other thing I think of just from hearing all the different conversations is um, the the key takeaway I'm hearing is the idea that being aware of it is one is is one, probably the very first step, right? I mean, mm-hmm. That that recognizing mm-hmm. and not I like Verlinda bringing up that point of don't take the victim stance of I, mm-hmm. I'm not a victim of the routine in my life. I'm a volunteer of the routine in my mm-hmm. life, right? I, I co-create it in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. So being aware of it and then looking for subtleties, looking for big things because I don't necessarily have to go complete overhaul, mm-hmm. right? Because when you yeah. say we kind of have a human nature at times when I'm upset about something, I might just go 180 degrees from it. And huh. the, I love the phrase of 180, 180 degrees from crazy is just another form of crazy. So yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let, let's not do yeah. that. Or as Caleb was, you know, recommending earlier in the show, pick fights to have more intimacy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Oh, no, he didn't recommend that. I don't that. think that's yeah. what he said. good point. But uh, <laughs> any other... Something like that. I was just trying to create some business for myself. I, right. that's well done. <laughs> I, take advantage of the opportunities. I get it. Then We're all a little more intimate with this thing. But uh, see, see any other last little thoughts that have kind of creeped into you guys' heads as, as we kind of wrap up this episode? Mm. What about for some people where, uh, you know, they're using the language rut, but I'm, I'm thinking more in an emotionally focused couple, they feel kind of stuck in this cycle of interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So how do you get out of that? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it, for me, that kind of comes back to the same thing, which is we have to drop down into a deeper layer of knowing myself or knowing my spouse. So I'm looking behind the initial sort of above the surface behavior. Um, you know, if I can switch the metaphor slightly to the iceberg, I'm, I'm looking underneath for the bigger thing that's underneath that's right. really driving this this movement or, or energy, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And then that becomes a change in intimacy. So I think it circles back to where we were earlier yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and uh sometimes you do need people like someone on the outside to help you with that to show you the cycle and the patterns uh but mm-hmm. sometimes often couples can figure this out too like why do we do this what's happening for you when that's going on and just being curious mm-hmm. about how you interact mm-hmm. yeah that makes me think of you use the term cycle and for some reason it made me think of a kaleidoscope you know like when you look down a kaleidoscope and there's all the colors in it but when we're stuck in a routine often there's like four colors and four patterns and we're just like looking at them over and over and over and like you're saying we can call in an outside source like a therapist or a good friend or another couple and they can add a different color and then we can call you know then we can reach out and say okay i want to start rock climbing or i love making uh, flower arrangements. I'm going to start doing that. And that's going to add five more colors. And then maybe Seth has something he loves to do and that's going to add more. And I feel mm-hmm. like eventually we could add so many colors and so many textures and shapes that there's no way we could get bored with it, you know? And then, it, <laughs> and sometimes we need to get rid of some of the colors or they just aren't any good or whatever. Yeah, some colors aren't but, helpful. Yeah. And I don't know. That's just the image that came to my mind. It's like, we actually are powerful enough in our own you know, space and world and whatever that we can change and affect our own kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. That's the colors that we see and the shapes that we interact with. Some of them we can't, but mm-hmm. a lot of them we can. And um, that, I don't know. That's an, in- that's an interesting thought, Melanie, because I, I think of it in terms of um, a lot of what we've talked about is subtle changes and it's almost like adding to. Mm-hmm. But I would mm-hmm. think a routine could be you're way too busy, so you actually need to subtract from. That's what shifts yeah. your system. Mm-hmm. Maybe the idea of saying no exactly. <laughs> to a couple of mm-hmm. things to claim mm-hmm. time, uh-huh. 
for, for yeah. self or a relationship or something would be mm-hmm. the shift in your system. Because I don't think this is necessarily, hey, we all need to work harder. I mean, sometimes yeah. we really need to be working mm-hmm. smarter, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe yeah. be doing less yeah. And, yeah. And, and see it that way. That, that could bring yeah, about for us, I, yeah, I think that's what the walking was. It wasn't yeah. adding another element. It was taking away screen time mm-hmm. and, and you re- we replaced it with a family thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes we just need to take away some of the things and that will yeah. get us out of our rut. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, uh, guys, I have to say thank you again for, for being willing to join us at Sexy Emerge Nation here. Um, and I would be remiss without giving you guys time to... Tell people where they can find you if they're just now for the first time hearing of you guys. Um, Caleb and Verlinda, give give the spiel of, of where they can find you and what you guys focus on and do, and then we'll let Melanie and, and sure. Seth go, go after you. Sure, yeah. Uh, Caleb and Verlinda, Simone and Dell, and you can find us at onlyyouforever.com or the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And uh, we do marriage therapy, uh, sex addiction therapy. We also have a cruise coming up in February next year. We'd love to have you aboard for that as well. You can find that info on our website. Very good. Awesome. And we are uh, Meth, (laughs) Melanie and Seth Studley (laughs) from the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can go to anatomyofmarriage.com to find us and listen on iTunes and all that business. That's right. Guys, thank you very much for being a part of this. Uh, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for having us. Uh, I got to say to the Sexy Marriage Nation, thanks for taking time out of your day, each and every day that you do to spend it with us. And we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye for now. <laughs>